The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Authentic Living Show. You know, for the first time in the history of the world, we're really beginning to explore and even research intimacy as the essential ingredient to healthy whole relationships. But intimacy is not what we really think it is. It's not really all about sex. It's about dancing core to core, as Dr. Judith Blackstone puts it in her lovely book, The Intimate Life, Awakening to Spiritual Essence in Yourself and Others. Judith is an innovative and internationally recognized teacher of non-duality. She's a practicing psychotherapist in New York and developer of the realization process, an integral method of embodied non-dual awakening. Her book, like all her others, Belonging Here, The Empathic Ground, The Enlightened Process, The Subtle Self, and the audio book, The Realization Process, opens its readers to a deeper, more essential beingness. But with the intimate life, she teaches how to blend and honor the mutuality of our awakening processes in, in relationship. As a licensed clinical psychotherapist, Judith offers sessions for individuals and couples in both psychotherapy and in the realization process, which is a body-centered approach to spiritual, psychological, and rational healing and development. She also offers classes, workshops, and teacher training certification programs in the realization process. In one pilot study at NYU School of Medicine at the Institute of Stress and for stress and resilience, it was found that 80% of the participants, women with symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, had decreased symptoms as a result of an eight-week course in the realization process meditation. So this work is very, very, very uh, important. Judith also serves as one of the founding directors of the Non-Duality Institute. Welcome, Judith, to the Authentic Living Show. Thank Mm. you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me here. All right. Well, let's just jump right in there because I know our listeners want to talk about intimacy or want to hear about intimacy. You know, a lot of us have grown up believing that all we had to do to have a relationship with others is to please them or charm them or otherwise show them that we're worthy of relating to them. But you tell us that in order to really relate to other people, we have to make true contact. What do you mean by true contact? Well, you know, it's it's interesting that your that your radio show is about the true self because – I'm very interested in the true self and what that really is and what that means. Um, as you said in your introduction, I teach something called non-duality. And what I mean by non-duality is the attunement to or the, the, the revealing of a very subtle dimension of ourselves uh, that we can experience. It's a very subtle level of our own consciousness that we can experience pervading our whole body 
And when we experience pervading our whole body, we also experience that we're open to life, that we, that the same level of consciousness that pervades our own body pervades everything and everybody else. So that's what I mean by non-duality, a kind of sense of actual experience and attunement to an experience of oneness um, by, by finding this very subtle level of ourselves. Now, this subtle level of ourselves, although it's not often spoken about this way in the spiritual literature, is actually uh, the basis of real contact, real contact with ourselves, because when we attune to this, as I said, we, we uh, awaken this consciousness throughout our whole body. That's the same as saying that, that we are conscious throughout our whole body, that we live in our body. That might sound right. strange to some listeners, because where else could we live but inside our body? But the interesting thing is that most of us don't live in our bodies. We live either in front of ourselves or above ourselves or to the side of ourselves. Um, we have made a separation between self and body or between mind and body. So through this uh, series of exercises that I've developed called the Realization Process, we can actually come and live right inside our body, actually be present in there. And um, and then we find this uh, deep contact with ourselves. So that dimension of our being, it's it's really the basis of our contact with ourselves, so that we uh, really know what we're feeling, we really know what we're thinking and wanting and sensing. And at the same time, because this same uh, very subtle consciousness is experienced pervading our body and outside our body at the same time, um, it's the basis of deep contact with everything around us. Right. So when so, people, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not giving you, yeah. No, no, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. That's perfect. That, so true contact then is uh, contact between this subtle sense of self in one person and the subtle sense of self in another? Exactly. When right. two people both attend to this level um, of themselves, they they experience an actual sense of oneness, of, you know, contact. It's it's hard to put into words, but it's it's like resonance, but not exactly. It's really a meeting uh, of the internal space of one's own body and the internal space of another person's body. And in this way, we get to know each other not just on the surface of each other, but actually through the internal depth to the to the being in the body, the being oneself, the being itself. So when we touch someone's hand, for example, we're not just touching skin to skin. We're touching inner being to inner being. Right, right. Okay. So let's explore that part a little more. One of the things that comes up most apparently to me as I've researched your work is this wisdom that you say in the book, that the spiritual essence of life is our most subtle, fundamental dimension of consciousness Lots of us are waiting around for some kind of sign or working our vision boards or, you know, uh, being, saying affirmations or waiting for an external angel or God to tap us on the shoulder or, and point the way. But you tell us that not only is that attaining to true spiritual dimension subtle, but also fundamental. Can you say just a little bit more about that? Yes. Um, this this level of being is is within us. We don't really need any sort of um, uh, external uh, stimulus for it. Uh, we do need we do need to attune to ourselves in a very deep and subtle level. So we need practices. Most people do need some sort of 
uh, attunement practice in order to get to it, or meditative practice. Um, but it's the foundation of our own being. You know, in, in Zen they have a phrase called uh, selling water by the river, you know, because, you know, we don't need to sell water by the river. <laughs> it's, it's right there in the river. And, yep. uh, and it's the same with our, with ourselves. It's, it's right there within our own bodies and not that difficult to, to attune to. Yeah. Yeah. And so part of the realization process as you teach it is to teach people how to attune to that subtle, subtle level. That's right. That's yeah. right. The interesting thing is that when we practice actually inhabiting the body, and by that I mean really being present in the body, so not being aware of the body or breathing into the body or anything like that, but actually living within it so that we have a felt experience that we are the internal space of our body all the way through ourselves, right? Um, when we inhabit the whole body, which is part of the practice of the realization process, then we automatically find this very subtle level of ourselves because it's a level of wholeness. Mm-hmm. So if we attune to ourselves as a whole, we find it. Yeah. And a lot. Of, some people would say, well, the body isn't the soul, so why do you need to tune into the body? Don't you need to tune into the soul? So that's How, in a sense what, what we're doing. We're tuning to the, if you want to use that language, we're tuning to the soul level of the body, of the being. You know, I mean, we're, we, we are embodied, uh, so we can't find the soul somewhere outside of ourselves. But it's not the physical body I'm talking about at all. I'm talking about this very, very fine, uh, sentient level of ourselves. And in that, in that sentient level of ourselves, um, we have all of the, the main ingredients, the essential qualities of ourselves, such as our, our capacity to love, and not just uh, as a function, but an actual feeling. So that internal space of the body reveals a feeling of love within our body, even if we're alone, right? Even if we don't have an uh, object of that love, uh, there it is inside our body. It feels like love. We have a we have a feeling of something that could be called power in our belly. Just by inhabiting the belly, we can feel this kind of. Uh, power is, is often a word that, that we don't like, but, but pure power like a waterfall, you know, a, a real personal strength. Right there, it's a feeling. Even our intelligence has a feeling to it. So we get to this, um, this felt level of our, of our being inside the body. Right, right. All right, so uh, you say the oneness of the spiritual mention is the underlying reality of all relationships, and you said in the very beginning that since we are all one, you know, making contact with someone is, is that sense of connecting sort of... Uh, that subtle sense of self to the subtle sense of self of another. Can you explain the paradox that the more inward contact we have with our own form, the more we experience oneness with others? Yes, it, it's a it's a paradox, and it's also a wonderful thing. You know, one of my really favorite things about nature is that the more inner contact we have with ourselves, the more contact we have with others. And what what that means is that uh, we don't have to lose ourselves in order to connect with another person. Mm-hmm. We don't have to lose ourselves in order to feel spiritual oneness. So we we can say we transcend ourselves in the sense that uh, we connect both inwardly and outwardly at the same time. But we never lose that inner that inner uh, connection to ourselves, uh, that that sense of being present within our own body. So we know what we're feeling. We know what we really want more and more as we as we turn inward. 
now the way we're the way we're designed, uh, we have uh, we have a very subtle channel that runs through the whole vertical our, our, our core of ourselves, our torso, our neck, and our head. Um, we don't really know if there's a channel there because, of course, you know we haven't actually seen that channel, but we can feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all for, right, well we're going to talk some more about that channel in just a few minutes right after the break. So stay tuned for more from Judith Blackstone to learn more about intimacy. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness Research is transforming healthcare. Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And the Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the Institute of Noetic Sciences, dedicated to expanding science beyond conventional paradigms. Founded by Apollo 14 astronaut Edgar Mitchell, IONS is a nonprofit research, education, and membership organization whose mission is supporting individual and collective transformation through consciousness research, educational outreach, and engaging in a global learning community in the realization of human potential. You can join that learning community at www.noetic.org. And today we've been talking to Dr. Judith Blackstone about her wonderful book, The Intimate Life, Awakening to the Spiritual Essence in Yourself and Others. And we were just talking about that essence just before the break, and you were saying that we have uh, 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 some kind of spiritual alignment in our body, and I wanted to start back in there. Yes, before the break I was talking about, uh, because... Because you had asked about a, a tuning inward in order to reach this a oneness with everything around us, and that's that's such a, a wonderful thing. Um, 
And one of the ways that that works is that we can attune to this oneness by reaching inwardly to a very subtle channel that, or pathway that runs through the vertical core of our whole body, our torso, our neck, and our head. Very subtle channel. Um, it's an experience of a channel. Of course, we've never actually seen that channel um, except with our, our inner eye, but we can experience it as a kind of electrical center of our being and a continuity through the vertical center of our being. And, um, and so many different uh, spiritual techniques work with this core. In Hindu yoga, for example, it's called Shashumna. Uh, in, uh, in Tibetan Buddhism, it's mentioned, and it's called the central channel, very pragmatically. Sometimes it's called the wisdom channel. So in the work that I'm teaching, uh, the realization process, um, I call it the subtle core of the body, and we have very specific exercises for attuning to it, for actually experiencing the world from that center of ourselves. You know, usually we experience the environment, or wherever we are, from the, from the surface of ourselves. Um, and especially, especially if we're grown up as rather sensitive people and we've had to be a little bit on guard or we have felt that we had to be alert uh, to the environment, particularly alert to the environment, um, then, then we're really on the surface of ourselves. So it's a shift. And, of course, the, the benefit of being sensitive is that it's easier, uh, the more sensitive you are, to make that shift inward to the core of yourself so that you're really experiencing the environment from this central channel. And right. that central channel happens to be uh, one of the ways that we can enter into this very fine level of consciousness that I've been talking about, this pervasive level of consciousness that pervades our whole body and pervades our body and other bodies, our body and our environment at the same time. Right, right. Okay, so then we, as we said at the beginning, we connect that sense of ourselves that we can have from that pervasive, uh, subtle energy to others. And, you know, there's a lot right now, because we're one, we can do that. And there are a lot of people out there right now a little bit confused about uh, oneness and boundaries. So on the one hand, we're told that we're one, which seems to indicate that we have no boundaries between self and other, and to put up such boundaries is an unloving act. But on the other hand, we're told that we need boundaries for safety and for space to grow and to develop and to clarify our sense of self separate from other. So can you help us kind of clear up that confusion? Yes, yes. That's been one of my, my main concerns is the issue of boundaries. Um, when we actually realize or uncover this very subtle level of consciousness, uh, we do it, as I have said, by inhabiting the internal space of our own body. So because of that, we we can actually uh, experience our true boundaries. We're inside our own body. We're connected to ourselves at the same time as we experience this oneness with others. Uh, you know, to explain this further, I'm going to talk just a little bit uh, about another aspect of the way we're, the way we're made uh, or the way we can attune to ourselves. We can attune to ourselves as matter, physical matter, and when we do that, we feel quite separate from everything around us. We can also attune to ourselves as energy, flowing energy, vibration, um, and many, many sensitive people, many people who come to kind of spiritual work, um, are attuned to this level of energy. And there is a sense of oneness in that, but it's a merging sense. 
as energy, we can merge with everything around us. And so many of us grow up experiencing that kind of merge with other people and and mistaking that for for true, in, true intimacy. The reason it's not really intimate is that we've left our own body. We've left we've left the the source of our own love, the source of our own understanding, the source of our own real responsiveness. Uh, we've lost ourselves in the other person. So so that makes it uh, that diminishes actually our ability to contact that person. Um, and the third way that we can contact ourselves is as this consciousness, and this consciousness actually experienced as stillness, not as energy, but as stillness or transparency or pure presence pervading everything. So it's a stillness within which the energy moves. And as soon as we attune to that, that stillness within everything, we can actually allow that energy to move through us without, without merging. Um, so in that way, we can really connect. We can really feel oneness with other human beings uh, without, without merging with them, without losing our own sense of boundaries, or without abandoning our own being. Okay. All right. So the more we know of who we are and our spiritual essence, the more apt we are to be able to touch to those true boundaries and know where to plant our feet and where not to plant our feet. That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's really clear. That's really clear. Thank you. I'm sorry. It's a you know the way we're made. It's a very benevolent system. You know, it's wonderful that we get to know ourselves, that we don't have to lose ourselves in order to transcend ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And isn't that what we've been taught for generations after generation in order to have a relationship between one uh, that is a relationship of oneness. Uh, we have to have two half people in there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So we all know that perception is really important to communication. And as a therapist myself, I know that when I have couples come in to see me, one of the big things that they often say is, well, we have trouble communicating. So communication is going to be a real important part of this, uh, direct contact, this real contact. Um, but you speak of a perception that is equivalent to spiritual realization. So can you explain what you mean, particularly as it relates to relationships? Um, I'm not sure you're asking perception or communication. Per- uh, perception, perception. yeah. You're per- yeah, perception. Perception. Um, when we know ourselves as this uh, most subtle dimension of ourselves, when we know ourselves as a subtle consciousness, then we, you know, our experience is that the consciousness itself is doing the perceiving. And that means that we don't have to uh, grip with our eyes or our ears into what we're, into what we're perceiving. Um, and also, uh, you, you know, it's a very interesting thing there too, just as we, most of us don't realize we live outside our body, we don't realize that we're grabbing onto things with our eyes or with our ears. But we really are, uh, you know, almost all of us, unless we have really taken steps not to, are doing that. We're, we're grabbing on with our senses. And at the same time, in that, in that grabbing on or kind of entanglement uh, of our senses with, with what our senses are perceiving, that kind of entanglement, is a, is a psychological entanglement, a kind of projection. So not really absolutely seeing or hearing what's going on now, but the projecting of past experience, usually painful or confusing experience, onto the present. 
And that means that as we let go of our grasp, as our senses let go of their grasp on what they're perceiving, and we begin to experience that we're perceiving with and as this very subtle consciousness, um, we come more into a sense of actually seeing and hearing what's, what's really happening now. Right, things right. are. It's still our subjectivity. You know, we never, you know, we're, we never get out of that. I mean, it's our own. It's it's our own consciousness. It may well be one consciousness, which is one of the wonderful spiritual theories that are out there that we cannot prove or disprove. That this is actually one consciousness it certainly feels that way when two people attune to it. But we still, whether it's one consciousness in all of us or whether it's separate consciousnesses, we we experience it as our own consciousness. This is our own consciousness. Uh, clearly revealed. Right. So we begin to perceive more from that uh, subtle energy, and I, I'm going to just go ahead and call that the authentic self. Uh, yeah. We perceive more from the authentic self, and it and it we come to more clear perception of what's really true and false in the world. Yes. Okay. All right. So can you explain what you mean by grabbing hold of something with your eyes and ears? Well... Uh, it's a matter of, of focus, right? So if, if you take a look at anything that's in front of you, uh, wherever you are right now, the tree outside the window or the curtains in your room or anything, um, and then you feel that instead of looking at them, focusing on them, there's, there's uh, actual spaciousness pervading both yourself and whatever you're seeing, um, then that just, then that just, hangs there that image just hangs there right in the clear space right we we don't have to uh we don't have to uh, hold our focus there it it's a reception we we receive the world rather than um uh make it happen that that's the feeling of it it's just like letting go of a fist like you've been holding a fist and then you let go of your fist it's the same way you're looking at the curtain and then you let go of the curtain it's still there okay. yeah yeah. Yeah, I, I you know, there's I guess there's all kinds of terminology for that, but that's a, that's a real interesting idea that whole concept of grabbing hold of things to hold on and letting go of things to let go and that in the process of letting go we find something else that's that is holding us. Yes, that's right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I want to spend most of the next break talking about what intimacy is and, and then how we can begin to practice intimacy. But if you could just give us a brief uh, sort of definition of what is intimacy in with regard to these two spiritual inter- uh, subtle energies when we connect with another person. Yes, in this work, intimacy is the, the actual meeting of one inner being with another inner being a sense that it's the same one inner being, even though we each reach, reach that by being uh, within our own our own body. Right. So, how would two people know that they have attained that kind of intimacy? Well, uh, you know, most people have to uh, practice it. Uh, you know, many people experience it as a peak experience, kind of I vow moment. You know, where everything falls away and there's just this incredible sense of meeting. Many people have described that kind of peak experience. And, okay. um, but actually, we can cultivate the ability to have that all the time. That that's simply our relationship with the world, that uh, depth, that, that depth of meeting 
All right. Around it. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to talk some more about intimacy and how we can begin to practice it in our relationships right after the break. So stay tuned for more. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness research is transforming health care. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free. 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back talking today to Judith Blackstone about her book, The Intimate Life, Awakening to Spiritual Essence in Yourself and Others. And uh, this book really is beautiful, and it gives some exercises you can use. Um, so I really would encourage you to, to get it and read it because it's, uh, it's one that will really help you grow individually as well as in relationship. Uh, we were talking just before the break about what intimacy is. And uh, you were saying you have to have a practice. And so I'd like to talk a little bit more about the practice now. So what kind of practices can people do to increase their own ability to know both self and other? Well, you know, the exercises I teach are very specific and they're, they're in the book. So, um, so if you're really interested in doing that, I, I would suggest actually doing the exercises as they're, as they're written or as they're as they're done in the audio series uh, from Sounds True. Um, but the, to describe the exercise, it's about being present in the body and, and cultivating that. And that's a wonderful thing to cultivate because the more you do that, the more you come to that uh, sense of inner wholeness and deep contact with yourself. And then once you have that um, and once you're able to actually experience and this really is practice. Some people will find they can do it right away, and some people will find it takes about you know six months or even a year of practicing it. 
But once you feel that you're in your body, then you can find the space outside your body and feel that the space inside and outside your body is actually the same continuous space, very subtle space that can go right through your body. And then you can feel that the space that pervades your body also pervades everything around you, pervades the furniture, but always make sure, if you're doing that, that you experience that the space is also pervading your body. So not just outside of yourself, because then you won't get to this really subtle level, but also pervading uh, your, yourself as well as everything around you. Then there are specific exercises for couples to practice together. And um, the, that begins with feeling uh, that you're sitting and facing each other and you're both in your own body. Not an easy thing to do, really. You know, to be, For one thing, we have all kinds of taboos against that. At first, it's going to feel like you're too far away from the other person. Um, we've been, you know, we have mirrored the way our parents relate and they've mirrored the way their parents relate. And for the most part, we all come out of ourselves to assure the other person that we really are, we really are there with them. You know, we really do love them, become energetically forward towards them. And as, as I said earlier, we actually lose some capacity for contact as we do that. Mm-hmm. But still, you may feel like, oh, this is really strange to be sitting in my own body, even though this other person who I like or who I love is sitting across from me. And then you experience that the space that pervades you also pervades that person. And as you both do that together, there's a real sense that this is the same one consciousness, that you're both pervaded by this real dimension of unity. And then we can go further and we feel that, uh, for example, that you're both in, uh, inhabiting your chest, and that means, as I said before, actually being present within your chest. And then you find the space inside your own chest and inside your partner's chest at the same time. Now, that's a very interesting thing to do because it makes for, for one thing, it makes for, we can really feel how that space or consciousness really does pervade everything when we do that. And we also feel this real kind of resonance, chest to chest. Besides just feeling the space, um, we also attune to the qualities of, of our being inside inside the body. I mentioned those also, I think, in the first segment of the program. So we can attune to the love inside our chest, and then we can attune to our own quality of love and our partner's quality of love at the same time. And then there's that uh, meeting heart to heart. We not just do that. We don't just do that with the chest. We do that with the whole body. So the head, finding the space inside your own head and inside your partner's, attuning to the quality of your intelligence. Sometimes I'll use the word understanding, and your own quali- and your partner's quality of understanding at the same time. So forth through the whole body. So it's a practice of attuning to that to that oneness. But that's one exercise, and the other main exercise um, is to work with that. Uh, vertical channel that I spoke with earlier, that subtle core of the body, and to, for example, to find the the core of your chest, also also called the heart chakra. Find your heart chakra, the core of your chest, uh, and to find your own heart chakra and your partners at the same time. When you both do that together at the same time, there's a kind of a buzz, heart chakra to heart chakra. So. If you just want to try this out and 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 see see what this is like, you can do this uh, very easily. Uh, just sitting and listening now. Um, if you bring your attention to your hands, 
and you become aware of your hands, you may feel their warmth, yeah, you may feel or 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 whatever temperature they are right now. Um, you may you may feel some uh, stiffness in them or some fluidity in them, energy, um, and that's being aware of your hands. And now come and enter into your hands. See, see what it's like to actually inhabit your hands, so that you feel that you are the internal space of your hands. That that's part of who you are. And. And so in doing that, you may be able to feel very quickly the difference between being aware of the body and actually living within it. Now, if you happen to have a friend sitting next to you as you're listening to this program now, you can reach out and take your friend's hand as if you were going to shake hands. And now come and each of you, both of you, inhabit your hand and see how that changes the quality of contact between the two of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. by both inhabiting your own hand. What you may feel is, a, is a, a depth of contact from the internal space of your hand to the internal space of your friend's hand. So that's, a, that's just a very a quick version of the, the practice. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, I, I do think that makes a huge difference. I've talked to people about visiting behind their own eyes, you know, that whole idea of being in your body. And, and I think you're so uh, right on. We do live large portions of our body outside, to the left, to the right, to the above. Um, and uh, that really does make a huge difference in how we feel as we walk planet Earth and as we make contact with others and make contact with ourselves. So, this, this work that you're doing, I think, is very, very important. One of the things that uh, the research was done was on uh, survivors of post or people who had symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, women, that uh, I mentioned in the beginning of the show, your study showed that 80% improvement in symptoms. And, you know, I do, th- I know you're aware of this, that so many people who are survivors or of some kind of trauma live outside of their body as a way of sort of not being present for in case there might be another trauma and uh that so the fact that you were able to do this work did they notice a difference about being inside their body yes they did yes they did and they were delighted uh to to be there uh some people who have been severely traumatized need to take it slow right Uh You know, they can't just rush right in and be inside their bodies where where it was dangerous, you know, where it felt, you know, where they'd been traumatized. So they find they have to just practice being in their feet for a while. You know, we go we go easy. You know, just feel that you're in your feet or just feel that you're in your hands and practice that and just enter into the parts of your body that really feel safe to be in. And then little by little, as you establish yourself there, add in being inside your whole body. Yeah. But these women yeah. we worked with at NYU, um, they they went right to it. They they didn't have a problem. They were also extremely supportive of each other, and that was that was wonderful and very helpful, I think. Um, but we did we went right into them inhabiting their body, and then sitting across from each other and doing these uh, relational exercises. And we also uh, uh, asked them to be in their body and to picture someone who's uh, presently difficult in their lives. And that's an interesting thing to do, right? And so to to really maintain contact with themselves as they picture, you know, an authority figure, a boss, or 
or you know a, a lover who's who's causing them uh, some sort of pain at the moment or something of that sort, and to be able to maintain contact with themselves as they picture the person. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, you know, I think about um, that whole idea of compassion that you spend a lot of time talking about in one of your chapters of the book and compassion for the wounded child and compassion for gender differences. Um, Can you speak? I want to talk a little bit about the gender differences um, just before our break. Uh, That's one of the things I hear people say a lot is, well, he's a man, you know, that's what they do, or she's a woman, and you know, that's what they do. And yeah. you talk about your compassions, the, about the stereotypical division of skills, et cetera, et cetera, in, in the book. And I, I wanted to just ask you to speak to that just for a minute before our break. Yes. I think it's really important, uh, you know, that, that we acknowledge those differences and that we, and that we bring patience and compassion to that. I mean, just socially, we've, the men and women have been Condition to, to to be in a certain way that's actually quite limiting to to all of us, and so I think we need compassion not just for those limitations that we find in each other, but also for the struggle to get out of those limitations. So if suddenly, you know, you're 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 with a woman who suddenly you know has been oh so nice and and timid uh, all along, and you know, 20 years into the relationship, suddenly she she wants to feel stronger and express herself, and it may come out rather awkwardly at first, or with some anger, so forth. Um, that there's compassion for that struggle, and the same uh, for for we as women to have uh, compassion for the struggle of men not to be so strong, not to be always responsible uh, in the in the position of responsibility, but to be able to be vulnerable and emotional, uh, and that may begin awkwardly for them as well. Um, so um, so you know on our on our journey together, um, it's it's really important to have to have uh, patience and accommodation for that. Yeah, yeah. To make room for another person to be able to respond to their own uh, patterns in their own way, their own kind of individualized way. Yes. Yeah, okay. All right, so we, we talk about compassion in general. I want to spend just a second on that. Compassion in general is a kind of passion, Um And, you know, there are some people out there, New Age, New Thought people that are saying that, you know, well, if we are, if we are really living into the authentic self, then there need be no compassion for suffering because suffering doesn't really exist. And I know that, you know, we don't experience that on the, on a, on the level of, you know, our daily life experiences. But we do, I do want to talk just a little bit, I guess after the break now about, what we what we can do in terms of compassion for just allowing the fact of suffering. Yes, I'd, okay. I'd love yeah. to get to that. Okay. That's really important. All right. Well, we'll be back in just a minute with more from Judith Blackstone for our last segment. So stay tuned for that. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. 7th Wave Network. 
The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness Research is transforming healthcare. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260 day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back for the final segment of talking with Dr. Judith Blackstone about her book, The Intimate Life, Awakening to the Spiritual Essence in Yourself and Others. And uh, I wanted to ask you, Judith, if you will, to just um, tell our listening audience about your website and uh, how they might contact with you or anything else that you'd like to share with them today. Uh, sure. I have a website. It's, it's, that's probably the, the easiest way to find me and to know what my uh, itinerary is. Um, I travel all over teaching. Uh, and it's just judithblackstone.com. Um, so you're very welcome to come and, and visit there. And my, my email address is there. If you have questions about the work at all, you can just email me. I'm always glad to hear from people. Um, the only uh, upcoming uh, couple of workshops I'll mention, I'll be at Esalen uh, for a weekend workshop for so just a beautiful place in Big Sur, California. Uh, for a weekend workshop, January 13th to 15th. And then I'm doing a movement workshop. This is the movement aspect of this realization process um, in uh, in the Bay Area, in Berkeley, the end of June. And I'll be doing more teacher trainings uh, next year, uh, probably uh, next December, next winter, in um, in the Bay Area. Okay, so that's how people might get a certification in the realization process. That's right, yes. Yeah. Yeah, good. Okay. All right. Well, I hope that our listeners will tune into uh, to your work because I think it's important stuff. So we were talking just before the break about um, the idea of suffering and, and, and the idea that there are some people out there who are saying that we should – uh, that maybe perhaps compassion is not essential since suffering is not really real. And uh, I wanted to just sort of speak to the idea of how we have compassion for suffering itself and allow that to be what it is. Yes. Um, 
I I think really uh, it's a mistake to uh, to regard our personal suffering as um, as unimportant. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's quite important uh, if we're going to actually realize this very very subtle level of ourselves that pervades both inwardly and outwardly, because in order to live in our own body, uh, we need to come in touch with those uh, constrictions and um, ways that we've protected ourselves uh, in our bodies since we, since we were very young children. We've held pain inside our bodies in reaction. Uh, in response to, to painful aspects of our relationship with our parents and or mirroring their pain. You know, we've organized ourselves in a certain way. And so the story, you know, and, and, and lately, you know, this this, uh, this tendency to call our, our beautiful life path just simply story in some sort of uh, denigrating way, um, our personal story is our path to unraveling these holding patterns and we we need to do that in order to actually inhabit our body. We need to know how we how we got to be how we are, and it's also the richness of ourselves. You know, spiritual oneness is not meant to, in my opinion, to eradicate that that richness of being that we meet each other. That that one of us may be from Alabama, another one may be from Brooklyn, and we have a lot to talk about. Then you know, well, what's that like? Um, what was your family like? This is this is the richness of of who we are and how we each became y- unique because just as we have this oneness pervading everywhere uh this oneness uh, actually reveals uh even more clearly our uniqueness uh who who we each are individually uh so so i think that uh compassion for our suffering a uh, love for for ourselves love for the courage that we brought that we each brought uh to what we have each gone through uh, compassion for each other's suffering, and admiration for for their courage. Uh, all this is a, a very important part of our meeting with each other and our knowing ourselves. Yeah. So there's no you shouldn't be suffering. It's more, um, it's more like uh, honoring your suffering as a part of the process you came here to sort of unravel. Is That's that right. what you're saying? That's right. We need to be open. I mean, you know, what we're what we're becoming foremost as we realize ourselves is real, authentic. They, that mm-hmm. authentic self, we're becoming real. So, so not like not like zombies, but actually actually real, responsive human beings. Um, so, so yes. So part of accepting, part of being real is accepting ourselves just as we are in each moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's one of those things that in in relationship between two spiritual be it's two people who are uh, who have a lot of spiritual connections. You know, the idea if, if the other person is suffering and we have this idea, well, you shouldn't be suffering, then we've lost that contact. That's right. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So making room for that as part of the process, and that's kind of what you were talking about with the gender differences a minute ago as well. Um, and just before, we have just, just a few sec- uh, minutes before we go. Uh, I, I saved the best for last. There is a chapter in here on sexual intimacy as well that has to do with being in your body while engaged in sex as well. And um, I know we don't have a lot of time, but I wanted to just sort of touch on that and uh, and say a little bit about how, how that fits in with reality. Yeah. I mean, first of all, uh, this uh, this fund- this very fine level of consciousness, I call it fundamental consciousness, foundation of ourselves, as I said, it's a level of wholeness. 
So if we eliminate our sexuality from that, then, of course, we don't get to our wholeness. So it's not that we particularly have to be with a partner in order to realize ourselves. I'm not saying that. But we, we do need to be in touch with our own sexuality as part, of our, as part of our wholeness. And as we inhabit our body, we not only are able to feel more clearly and vividly and deeply our own love and our own intelligence, but also our own sexual responsiveness. So that's part of what, uh, what matures as we, as we get to know ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Another another thing that we can hold on to and let go of at the same time. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you very much, Judith, for being on the show today. I have really enjoyed talking with you, and your book is lovely. Thank you so much, India. All right. Well, I hope we get to talk again sometime. Okay. All right, and next week we're going to be talking to Dr. Robert Foreman about his wonderful book, Enlightenment Ain't What It's Cracked Up to Be. We're going to be learning about some of our primary illusions about enlightenment itself and about what it really means to be enlightened. So you're not going to want to miss that. And we've got some other great shows coming up in the future, um, and I want you to stay tuned for those. We're going to be talking to um, some really interesting folks about some really interesting things about getting deeper and deeper into that subtle sense of self, as uh, Dr. Black, uh, Blackston calls this idea of, uh, of, of the sense of self as a fundamental, and it absolutely is. The authentic self is fundamental. We, we, it is the bones, it is the blood, it is the tissue of our essence. And to separate ourselves from body as we're walking into authenticity is to say it's not going to be really authentic. So her work is all about bringing people into the, uh, into that body so that we can really tune in to our truest authenticity while we're here on this planet. And, um, so. I've really enjoyed talking with her today and really, I, I really will encourage you to read her book. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.